1: How's it going my awesome let's keep it real people and do I have some stories for you and I'm excited to bring on my guest I was like what part of the world is he in and here he's right around the corner but before I introduce him just let me tell you about my awesome inspiring guest Tom Corner Ooh, I could do so much with that last night corner my corner of the world my piece of the corner all right anyhow I hope he doesn't mind that but he has no choice (laughs) Tom is known as the strong guy, huh, with a gentle heart. By the way, I've never met him. This is my first time. He specializes in helping accomplished men and women who've hit the wall of frustration. Well, that's pretty much everybody, Tom, to find a deep level of meaning and fulfillment. Hey, Tom, how are you?
0: Sandy, I'm great. Thank you for the honor of joining you on your podcast. I look forward to it.
1: So, where do you live
0: I'm in Media, Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. By the way, right? I go there at least once a week. I love media. I love media. By Great way, town. For, yeah, for those who don't know, I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, and so does Tom, and we've never met, and we've been in the industry, and that just cracks me up. And it seems like we're kind of on the same path here, Tom, you know?
0: We are, Yes. Yeah. That's what's great about this. So
1: I want to get to know you, but I have to share this because they know me. I have like the story of the week. So this is, I swear true. I have where I record, I call it the Blue Room. There's Buddhas, there's water fountains, Kumbaya, right? Essence. I'm like, something is decaying and rotting, Tom. Something is gross. Well, keep in mind, I have three cats and a dog. So you never know. I bend down in this gorgeous bag. I keep all my paperwork that I take if I'm going to a meeting. And there's a little baby... Dead mouse. Now, do you have animals, Tom?
0: I do, and I know where this story's going. I've so been this there.
1: little baby <laughs> dead mouse is sitting there on top of all my, my journals, my books and everything, paperwork for my son. I don't think I'm going to ever eat again. And it had, you know, decided to go to the potty in the purse on everything. So everything just, like I'm trying to save stuff. Like there's like 30 pens. I'm like, it has to go out. That just happened. So I don't know what that means to Tom out with the old in with the new. Have you ever had something like that? It was like, oh, my God. I know it's a circle of life, but really in there? Well,
0: Sandy, we could have a whole podcast on experiences like that because I've uh, always have had dogs and cats, and they're always bringing something into the house.
1: Oh, they think they're gifts, aren't they? Like here, have yes. another dead bird. Okay. All right. <laughs> but anyhow, that's not, well, sort of what we're talking about, life and – How you deal with it, but I want to learn about you because I I know I looked you up, so I know what you're telling the world. But let's start with your childhood. I know I don't usually do that, but like, where did you grow up? You're telling me a little bit about your grandpa.
0: Yeah, I grew up in Springfield, Delaware County. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I grew up in Springfield, Delaware County. It was, we were talking before hopping onto the podcast. Because we're right around the corner from one another, and what you're doing, my, my, my parents, specifically my dad and grandfather, were a, a strong influence in sports in the Delaware County area, which is great, uh, just because that's what you're doing and working with local sports, um, you know, influencers and mentors in the area, which is, which is pretty great. And um, you, you mentioned childhood, I. I I And that's where my la- latest book stems from, and really about trying to find your path in life, right, and hitting a wall of frustration. And my childhood was, was great. My parents have always been there. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah.
1: Hold, hold, hold the fort there. Yeah. Wait. I love that. I had an awesome childhood. That's so cool. Right? Uh, let's go.
0: I, I did, but, you know... When things kind of go awry and fall apart around you, your your you know, your subconscious mind has to you have to protect yourself. So my parents got divorced when I was about six, right? Yeah. And so, it, which is fine. They're still like best friends today, but I, I well, you know? <laughs> still at all,
1: you're six, you know?
0: Yeah. And so, you, like you you mentioned on my intro, you know, people hitting a wall of frustration. And you kind of chuckle, like, well, don't we all?
1: Yeah. And
0: the thing is, we do, but if we don't understand why, yeah, then what the heck does that mean? Do we just...
1: Yeah. Just... You don't have the right tools to deal with it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so, really, my, my latest book, "Borrowed Eyes and Feet, Finding Enlightenment After Rage, really is...
1: No, wait, say that again, because I want to make sure they get it.
0: borrowed Eyes and Feet, Finding Enlightenment After Rage. Ooh. Okay. And that's the acronym for FEAR. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting that big down. Point. So, yeah. But it's 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 all perspective because you know, I talk about the great things my parents did in, in the local area. Um, but and, and then we we grow up and maybe we're, we we are frustrated. We we who who knows? What about
1: I mean, you? Where did you go to school?
0: I went to springfield Delaware County.
1: Okay. And yeah. how was your college days?
0: Uh, my college days um you know that was right in the middle of the rage so it it was it was it was challenging and that's why i wrote my book is because if people don't understand why yeah i really like i said things were great but i missed out on a lot of it because it 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 takes a deep look into who we become yeah and we become who we are based on you know, our upbringing, the experiences we yeah. have, and, yeah. and it takes a deep look into the ego and the subconscious mind. because.
1: So, what, what is your background in training? Like, how did you get into all that?
0: I've always, I've always had a passion and a curiosity about understanding what the heck it all means. Yep. And. Can relate. You know, when you were talking before we got on, like, oh, you know, we can get serious into this but we can still laugh because yeah. you know well
1: when it's it, over usually you know
0: yeah
1: once you've got throw it up
0: right I
1: but, repeat that but hey I can find the silver lining but it, while you're in it you're like <laughs>
0: right? yeah so you know you wake up like 50 years later and you you've done everything that you thought was right right you, you go to school you start a career you have a family you have kids you know, get married have kids etc and, and you're doing all, you're checking all the boxes and then you yeah. wake up one day and you hit that wall, which I did.
1: Were because you 50?
0: 50. Ah, uh, 49. 49. Or 40, actually, yeah, 49, 48.
1: Did you buy a Corvette? Nope. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah. No need. No, no need. Although, I, yeah. I, I was just, just kidding. For, you know,
1: 49, you know, before they're 50. You, <laughs> you know. get a Corvette. Yeah, women get, Mustang, you know, sometimes more Botox. Like men, you know, get a car, whatever. Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: But it's it it just basically uh, uh, allows people to know that you know what if they're frustrated, yeah, they're angry, especially a, a and a, a male. You really can't talk about it because if you do, damn to sting
1: the society,
0: right? And you're you're weak, and and you're vulnerable. And so I wrote the book just to let people know that you know what if you're really if you're suffering. Whatever way it is,
1: you're
0: not the only one, and there's a way around it.
1: So let's back up a second. So you said you were already interested in it, in this subject matter, but what did you, what was your, did you have training in it? Like what did you go to school for, or was it totally different than what you did?
0: I did not go to school for it, Sandy. It was my.
1: I, I I love that I, I love that
0: it was I've like, hired
1: I, trainers through hard knocks and people are like don't they have to have those degrees I go not that person no you but, don't you know,
0: it's life experience I mean yeah. full think about it that's what I mean that's what college is for is to give you life experiences all yeah. bundled up in like four years yeah right I mean
1: there's some things you have to do to get a degree like you cool. got to be a doctor you better go the right Well, out yeah and, you know you can't take you know general
0: <laughs> that's right that's a whole different story but yeah, yes. But,
1: Yeah. So all right, what were you doing before you were fifty? And by the way, you can say no to any of these questions I ask you, but I'm gonna ask.
0: Well, I spent the last twenty years in the financial services industry. Oh as as an account manager for national insurance and new Oh yeah, I did read that. Yeah, yeah. So I would travel extensively throughout the country and, and call on some of the nation's largest Banks, broker dealers, etc.
1: For twenty you said twenty some years?
0: In that business, yeah. Prior yeah. to that. I
1: and were that. you so were you not did you have kids and weren't around them a lot?
0: Well yeah, that's the interesting thing too. I have three kids at the time when I was traveling extensively, uh, I could I could see the behavior, especially in my oldest daughter, when I when I came home I would joke that I was like a I was a college student because I would leave on Monday, come home on Friday. My laundry, get fed, and then leave again on Monday. <laughs> and, you were a college student, right? Man. And what I could tell my oldest daughter when I got home, she would be happy to see me, but then she would push me away because I wasn't there. And, and then the weekend would go by and she would be upset with me, but she didn't know why. Yeah. And she'd forgive me come Sunday and I'd leave again on a Monday or Tuesday. And yeah. thank goodness, Sandy, for the technology of Facebook. Face, oh Facebook. yeah, imagine uh, Facebook, like FaceTime.
1: when we grew up, you would never see them. You'd have to find a phone somewhere. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. So FaceTime saved the day because I just I showed her. She was yeah. She was probably six at the time, or so, six or seven. I showed her how to FaceTime. Now the yeah. problem with that is she would FaceTime me all the time whenever she could. Yeah. But it was great because I could see her. And yeah. it absolutely made a huge difference on our relationship. And when I got home, it wasn't as though I was gone the entire time, which was yeah. great. Yeah. But that ties back into what I talked about: like right? these childhood experience and upbringing. Are you know? Are you there for your kids? It's really that, that's tough. We don't realize what it Maybe not being there has on our yeah. kids versus being in there when you're there. Yeah. What do you, what's, the, you mentioned the previous podcast talking about raising kids and then yelling at the kid. Like, well, how do you handle, how you handle the child?
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and I don't know about you, but when, when you're an act or considered an expert in a field, whether it's fitness, well being, you know, whatever component you're in, and I think we, put too much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Like, okay, I'm a child psychologist. I should never yell at my kid. Do you know what I mean? I'm a fitness expert. I shouldn't be eating pepper. You, You know, people, like, they'll see you out, and they'll be like, what? Or they hear you yell. You're not perfect. And a lot of it is telling people, hey, what do you do? It's okay to do it, but, you know, what tools do you have in your bag to deal with it? But not expecting yourself to be perfect. Because I know for me... I really have to, I don't know, but you work on that thinking I should have known better. I know that. Hey, I just meditated. What the frick am I, you you know what I mean? And (laughs) wait, that wasn't a kumbaya thought, you know, and it's not about that. Somebody said to me once before, and it was such an amazing, amazing thing. And I know it sounds, it's a silly little thing, but this person is so special and it's a guru said, Sandy, we're in this together. Like I'm in it with you. Like I'm not above it. You know,
0: very true, and yep. it
1: takes that weight off you. So, yep.
0: well, you know, that's also societal pressures because if you turn on a TV or open up a magazine, everybody's yeah. perfect, and you know, you realize, and you're right, because I used to with any anything work wise, whatever it was, it yeah. had to be perfect, and if yep. it's not, people look at that as a failure, yeah. and then I kind of I learned that and accepted it, and this is again just through experience. And yeah. I realized that li- life's perfection actually resides in all of its tiny little imperfections. And if you can't see that and accept it, Wait, like,
1: say that again. Say that again. Li-
0: life's perfection resides in all its tiny little imperfections. Perfect. Because
1: <laughs> right, and yeah. and yeah. it's
0: and you know you look. I look at my kids and. Hmm. They're like, oh, 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 I'm I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. And I'm like, well, what's that in relation to? How are you what are you basing that on? Yeah. Yeah. And we look at everything that's out there. Social media is perfect, but they don't see how that person apparently became perfect. They had all these probably these failures and imperfections along the way that that no one reveals. And that's why I published my book is to say, you know what, it's okay to talk about your failures. And what you think stinks, because everybody has to go through that garbage to be quote unquote perfect. And if you think you're perfect, you're that's that's an imperfection, (laughs) (laughs) right? So
1: well, by the way, I got I wasn't able to do it because they fought me on my book Train Your Head by Wafala. I wanted to call it I Never Say the F Word. Dot, dot, dot. And it was, and then you open it up and it says, no, I say F-U-C-K. I never say F-A-T. You know what I mean? My family, it's a bet amongst my family and friends that try to get me, like they're big bones, they're hefty, they're, you know, plump, right. whatever. And then I never say failure. I say, eh. It was just a jumping point. It was to get me closer. It was to get you closer. And, you know, I go through all the people, you know, how long it took to discover a life. You know what I mean? Not that it uh, didn't work out, but it was just getting you closer to where you want to go, you know, or it wasn't my time. I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah. No. Well, yeah, the F word. I, yeah. I, I, oh, I, I, I say the could other take, one. We could often. take that in so many different directions, but the F yeah. word, actually the new F word that I've learned to appreciate is forgiveness because if you can't if you can't accept yourself and forgive yourself for what you think is your are your faults or your imperfection then you're just going to go down a path of self-sabotaging thoughts and actions and
1: all right so let's 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 dive into that one because this one i've been doing a lot of research on so let's say you're a forgiving person to others right you know it's your path you're very forgiving but you're tough on yourself right that, that's what you're talking about not forgiving yourself but sometimes it's so subconscious you don't even know until something happens like it's down in there that you don't realize you feel guilty or whatever for something so what do you do about that tom because if it's surface you can deal with it you know what i mean or admit it you know it's and maybe you're not ready but at least you know but what about all those things that you don't know about? We, we're going to have to, like, go in and do uh, hypnosis?
0: Well, I mean, there's... That's one not, option. There's, right? there, there are so many options, and that's the thing is you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. First of all is the awareness. Right, so I call... I, In my book, I talk about a couple things that speak to what you're talking about. Like something called the amazing age of awareness. Right, um, so I... That's
1: what I'm getting to, Tom. Right, so,
0: so <laughs> yeah. I, did a, I did an assembly at my daughter's school and my, niece and my niece's school when I published my second children's book. And <clears throat> I, 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 tell a, I told a story about my daughter who was in first grade at the time. She had a spelling test. She studied for it. She came home, and my wife said, well, ask Jordan how her test went. And she said, oh, it was all right. I'm like, well, what's wrong? She said, I got one, qu- one word wrong out of 20. And I said, oh, well, what's, what's wrong with that? And she said, well, my other classmate got them all right. And I said, wow, one, what was the word? She's in first grade. The word was nutrition. <laughs> and I said, I don't even know if I know how to spell it. It's
1: called and, Google search. Right, <laughs> exactly.
0: So I said, well, you know what? The reason you got it wrong is because you you were meant to get it wrong. And then she rolled her eyes at me like she still does. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Shut up, I Dad. Said, Be Right. So what are you going to talk about now? That's crazy. And I said, because... You were meant to get it wrong because you'll never forget how to spell it ever again. And so, like, instead of saying, so I tell that story to this, to like a hundred, couple hundred kids. I tell that story about her. Yeah. And then I ask them, Sandy, I say, what do you think she was saying to herself? Her. By the way, can
1: I back up? Did yeah. she care you were telling that story?
0: She, no, nah, she knew I was going to, but she was embarrassed. But she, we yeah. were talking about it last week, actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because my would have killed
0: so, me. All right, but go ahead. Yes. Uh, well, she had no choice.
1: Yeah. All right, Dad. <laughs> Embarrass me again, but anyhow. Go
0: right. Ahead. And so I said to the kids, I said, well, what do you think she was saying to herself? And the crazy thing is, the same exact thing happened in both schools. Hands shoot up to the sky. And all these kids like, me, me. And I, I call a little boy two rows from the front. And I said, what was she saying? And he said, I'm bad. And then I called another kid. And, I said, oh, and the kid said, I'm stupid. And I'm not good, and all these self-sabotaging negative thoughts.
1: Yeah. Until a
0: little girl in the back, both sessions, said, I gave it my best. And it's all perspective. Yeah. Because I'm bad, I'm stupid is is negative energy.
1: Yeah. I gave it
0: my best is her outlook on life is going to be so much different if she embraces that. But to your point is we're not aware of that. And we'll do something in, sport, in sports, and you'll see that professional athletes, who they don't say I'm stupid and I'm an idiot. Like LeBron James says, well, let's go study it and figure out why we lost. Yeah. Instead of yeah. saying, you're an idiot, you're a loser. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem that different. It's world apart. And if you are able to that's the uh, be aware of what you're saying to yourself, and just allow it to flow, accept it. Because if you fight it, you're just going to create more resistance. If you allow it to flow and you accept what it is, but then you start to throw affirmations into there, then you have this world of abundance that's available to you. And people that joke about that—that that that's all these stupid lovey thoughts, but they work. Tree and hugger, f- right, right? But how did they call me? I'm sorry. <laughs> But it's and some people just live that way anyway, and their their energies aligned, and they just have a positive outlook and there are those people who uh, for me, for the longest time, would hate them because everything seemed to work out and <clears throat> so back to your thoughts the the awareness is knowing that your mind processes fifty, sixty, seventy thousand thoughts a day, right and so if they're all negative, or the majority of them are negative, what's your outlook going to be like? Yeah. It's going yeah. to be awful. But
1: you have to tune in and stop and be aware of those thoughts, you know?
0: You do, and, and, and that's where you mentioned yeah. meditation. You, yeah. you,
1: I, I'm so glad like you mentioned that because, by the way, my dog doesn't like negative thoughts, so he's starting to bark at you, but, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've thought this for, like, Years before it was popular, right? About what you think and visualizing and yada yada whatever. And when I was writing my book years ago, because it you know it took me over six years to write it, um, you know slow processing here. But I took the sports. I was so familiar with sports teams and fitness that in order for me to get to the mainstream, because I wanted to get to the person that maybe wasn't into meditation, you know, and everything. I use sports medicine. And what people don't realize is it doesn't matter if it's sports medicine, positive psychology, uh, gurus, you know, spirituality. It, it all is, you know, prayer has that same common link in the thoughts and what you think and how the athlete trains themselves and visualizes it. But when you started talking about the other message, even my family, they roll their eyes, they laugh at me. But when you would say about the athlete does it, for some reason, you know, Tom, people are like, oh, and then I go, ha-ha, I tricked you. It's the same thing. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yep. Yep. Well, we, they'll, all. They'll we all we all buy
1: it more from them. I'm like, yep. you realize it's the same thing. They visualize the basket. They visualize the weight, the ones that are You know, they, they hire people behind the scenes, you know what I mean, for sports psychologists to help them out. They have coaches. And the world would accept that. Now... We're a little bit further along. There's a lot more people believing. But still in, all, in my family, if I start talking about it, I have to use the sports medicine analogies or they just think, there she goes again. You know, wacky, yeah. crazy tree
0: Yeah, hucker. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's family too. That's a whole different yeah. dynamic. <laughs>
1: right? But I mean, even yeah. like yeah. a lot of my friends, it's, I think I attract completely opposite people. I don't know why, but you know what I mean? They're like, oh God, here she goes. All right, but let's go back to... The thing you were saying, being aware of it and meditating so you are aware of your, your thoughts. There's a lot of controversy lately, but I think it's a lot to do about nothing. About, you know, positive thought is not enough. Positive, positive affirmations aren't enough. You know, it's the emotion behind it. And I, it's true. Yes, like, it's true. It's true. But it doesn't mean it's not positive. It's just meaning. It's like saying, you know, I love you. You know, or.
0: Well, go back. Go back to you. what you were saying. It's like, okay, well. I, I have this reaction, but underneath, if, uh, w- what's what's driving that? Yeah. So everything I did, it happened gradually, and then suddenly. And that's a line from Ernest Hemingway's book, "The Sun Also Rises." Life happens gradually and then suddenly. So
1: it's like the aha moment. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, yeah. You see, you see all these successful people that just that, and they, that's where we, that's how we see them, but we didn't see the gradual part and life is like that this took me this took me 20 30 years so you're asking me how i studied it It was personal experience i i enrolled in what zig ziglar used to refer to as automobile automobile university so when i was flying around and driving around i was listening to wayne dyer i was listening to tim Ferriss. i was listening to listening to zig ziglar jim Rohn, and listen at the time sandy all these people were talking about great all the success and love and i would end up saying the f-word the real the real f-word because i didn't it didn't resonate with me because underneath deep down i was resisting it because i didn't believe it and i i wasn't there so the positive part alone doesn't work you can't now there's not one thing there's not one pill it's a combination so suddenly after i worked with a life coach for six years i started meditating and I found a belief. You've got to have a belief in something. Yes. And I embraced myself, immersed myself in the, in A Course in Miracles. And everything changed suddenly. But it took me 20, 30 years, Sandy, to figure that out. Because I had to fight through all the resistance, the rage, and the anger. And yeah. we're creatures of yeah. habit. Even though we might have a negative uh, activity or thought. If we survive and it keeps us alive, we'll continue to do it, even yeah. if it hurts ourselves or even Absolutely. people around us. And, if, and that's where I wrote my book because I did that and I was dying inside and I was pushing so many people away. I got to a point where I had to end it, Sandy, and it was like, well, there's only two ways for me to end this. And, I, and you know, to leave the physical world behind or do a complete 180 yeah. and go towards love. But it, it created. It was a lot of work, Oof. but it's possible. But you and I talk to people as you is it, probably is that do. in
1: your book, one of your books. Oh, that's a oh, great story. Oh, yeah.
0: That I mean my book, I it goes a little like you say, Being serious, it goes a little deep.
1: So you peeled back the onion.
0: I peeled back the onion. I, I mean, I visualized and then some. <laughs> I did. I visualized my suicide in a meditation, and it right. But you know, you know. Thank you
1: for sharing that. I mean, but seriously, but I'm glad
0: because. Watch a. It's the holiday season. Go watch a wonder. It's a Wonderful Life. Like that movie, was what I was going through. And yeah. People just say it's it's a great movie, but it, like, people, no, no,
1: no, it is a great movie. It but
0: it speaks on so many yeah. levels. But
1: when I watch it, I have to be in a happy mood. If I'm sad, I can't watch a Wonderful
0: Life. Right. <laughs> but like, so go back. I struggled I mean, here's the deal. I talk about in my book, Sandy, cause I, because I because I carry so much anger and rage. I started self-mutilating i would cut myself and i would burn myself with cigarettes and when i was in high school and college so you asked me how my college experience was at the time it was awful because my perspective was wrong and i knew i had to change it so i signed Mm -hmm. up to listen to all these mentors in my car in my earbuds and it worked but i had to fight through the resistance so you said a few. I did Louise Hayes mirror work. If you go and tell someone...
1: Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm going to have to just come and hug you. You realize all these people are my peeps. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. I, I love... you're I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
0: But no. But you're right. They're, they're awesome. But if you go and look in the mirror, and I do this with one of my daughters, she can't do it. Just look in the mirror and say, I love you. And people yeah. joke about it and say, that's stupid. No, and they laughing. can't. I had but this crazy can't.
1: idea... Um, at One of my conferences, although I would recommend packing differently, I packed a hundred little mirrors,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs>
1: to travel. Not a good yes. idea, yeah, to Minnesota, <laughs> but anyhow. And they were all fitness people, yep. right, I keep them up, trainers. And I gave out the mirrors, nice. the ones were that weren't scary. broken, so we had to share some. And they could like just to look at themselves and say, I'm awesome, I Can't like myself. Most of them couldn't. They just started crying. Isn't that true? And those are people in the profession, you know? So, it, and sometimes right? that's why I drew them into the profession, you yes. know? And it's crazy, and that was years ago, how that looking yourself, it, people, what Tom is saying, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you can't do it, it's okay. That's just, that's where you are. And that's a great awareness to know this is where I am.
0: And here's a part of that, Sandy, too, because, I I mean, it took me years to figure that out, and it it really hurts. But you have to pay attention when you do it, and you can't do it. Well, you just, every time you walk by a mirror, and that's what Louise Hay says, just say something. But feel it in your body. So whenever I would do EFT tapping, or I would to release this, but I would look in the mirror, I would say an affirmation, and I didn't believe it. I knew I didn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, My jaw would tense up, my shoulders would tense up, and my back would tense up. So I knew where in my body that I knew I didn't believe it because I could feel it physically. And so even though you say the words, you you have to pay attention to where it is in the body. And then then when you say things and you feel it, you know your body's calling BS on it. And deep down, you've got to break through that layer. And then eventually you wake up suddenly one day and you look in the mirror and you say, I love you. And I'm trying not to get choked up here, but you say, I love you. And you actually believe it. And you don't run away and your body doesn't tense up. That's amazing.
1: It's amazing. But here's the thing. And this is where, you know how they they some people, and there's a whole thing on this, like, you know, you do it until you believe it or fake it till you make it or whatever. I still am a, like, I get that you want to get the emotions that it's anything love-based versus fear-based. I get it. But even if you're not, I do believe, like, if you still look in the mirror, you still look in the mirror, if you say it, if you keep doing it, you know what I mean? Eventually, you'll get there. So I do think it's important those steps before that you know even True. even if you okay so i did the course all the same stuff and we'll go have tea sometime but you know there's you go through the course and you're like yeah blah 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 blah. like it's sometimes like even anything like you go any kind of you know sometimes religion you go through and you just say the thing blah 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 and then some reason some day It'll hit you something that somebody could have said 20 years ago. And that's okay.
0: Right. Exactly. So,
1: you you know what I mean? It's okay. Because it's somewhere in your subconscious, it did get in there. Even though, like you said, I was listening, I was listening, you know, and, you know, whatever. But it still gets in there.
0: When the student's ready, the teacher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, even if you're not ready, it's okay that it's getting in there because it doesn't matter. It could be 60 years later and you'll be like,
0: oh, now you know here's another thing too it's all about perspective right pain is a wrong perspective and I my perspective was pain for years and now I've I've changed it but if you look in the mirror or just say to yourself I love you it's hard but if you actually just change it a little bit and say I'm willing to learn to like you I'm willing to learn to love you because you're not committing the full thing and you don't have to say that's BS it's silly that completely changes it. And you're like, whoa, that's okay. Yeah. And, but it, it, then you eventually jump into the full the full thing where you actually say it and you don't run away from the mirror.
1: You know, there I, I can't <laughs> find the woman's thing. You don't run away. Like throw the mirror out. Right. Um, put, most people don't like to break it. There's still that super But there's this thing <laughs> I can't find. I was looking for it on my desk. I probably put it away. But let's say whatever you want, you don't really believe. There's this woman who has these cards that says, and it changes all the belief. Let's say, you know, somebody who's wanting to meet someone in life, you know, but they don't feel they're lovable enough or whatever, right? right? Whatever it is you want in life, great career, lots of money, you know, whatever, health. She says, in the forefront, say, because you can't argue with it, I like the idea that I feel, you know, this way. I like the idea... You know, that I'm And you, your brain goes, well, yeah, I really do like the idea until you can get to the point where you're, you really believe it. I just thought that was a cool thing.
0: That's, that's so true.
1: It's a little, little difference, but I like the idea, makes all the difference in the world because no one can say, I like the idea that I'm healthy and strong. Whoa, well, who's going to argue with that? You not, or you may right. not believe it right now, but you start training your brain to go, okay. You know, it's and the same the thing. And that's the gradual,
0: then sudden. Because yeah, you're gradually gradual. doing; you're not fully committed, yeah. and suddenly, <laughs> you're strong, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, when did you become an, an author? Like you were saying, you were in the financial business, but obviously, you like writing,
0: uh, and
1: you're good at it. So, when have you always you. been a writer? Uh. Y-
0: uh, no. I mean, yeah, I probably was. Deep down, I just didn't believe I could do it. Okay. Right? So when resistance. did you start writing? You know, I started writing... I, my, I wrote my... I started with children's books because I wanted my... Since I had kids, I, I wanted my kids to learn far sooner in life what it means to accept, forgive, to believe in yourself, mm-hmm. uh, to to really you know, understand if you have sabotaging thoughts what they are. Yeah. So I was traveling all the time again and i remember writing an annual business plan for work and i love business planning because you can lay out what you're going to do the year ahead and put it all together but it doesn't mean anything if you just put it in a drawer right and that's like goal planning that's the first step is to to say i want to be strong right right or i want to lose weight and then that's like a new year's resolution and then you don't look at it for another 12 months and and you say, wow, I didn't do any of it. I failed. So in writing business plans for business, it's the same thing as writing goals for life. Yeah. Write it down, but you've got to revisit that at least monthly, if not daily. And it's a lot. You can laminate
1: it and put it up somewhere.
0: Right. But it's going to change because you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to change this or something happened, but it doesn't mean, so your goal that you have is going to change. And that's okay. And understanding that it's okay, this perfect life of writing this goal, and I'm going to be this weight, is kind of an illusion. You've got to understand how to get there. So I was writing this business plan, and then my, it was around the holidays, and my oldest daughter at the time was coming home from school, and she wanted to find her Christmas list. And she was so excited to add things to her list for the holidays. And I realized that that was the first time I or probably any kid ever wrote down their first list of goals was their first holiday list or Christmas list. Like you write something down, I want I want this, and then holidays come around and you actually get what you asked for. So I wrote this children's book to get to the point of of goal setting, writing down what you want, visualizing it, but then after the holidays, create this list for life. It's business planning. And it's planting that seed. So it's about this girl, Kylie, who's based loosely on my experiences and my daughter's and really could be anybody. And to to get into that habit of thinking about yourself and others and what you want out of life, not just the holidays. But, you know, if you ask most people the first time they wrote down their goals, they don't realize it was probably their first holiday list or Christmas list.
1: Uh I never thought of it that way
0: right and then yeah. so you know that's and that's what all these gurus talk about goal setting and see people say goal setting doesn't work goal setting is the best <laughs> and it's really a, no i i do believe it it's I a do piece of the it. puzzle you've, yeah you've got to keep it it's like a, a vision board is a is, a, is goal setting yes. affirmation it's goal setting it's you 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 think about it and that's where abraham hicks t- says you know do do uh, do our do things that we see create our thoughts, or do our thoughts create things? Which is oh what wait, you, you listen to
1: Abraham to. Hicks all the time? Oh, oh yeah, shut. yeah, I get it twice a month <laughs> yep. to me.
0: Yeah, so it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: tell them who Abraham Hicks is. I want you to explain that, Tom. Wow, come on, I'm ready. Well, Abraham Hicks no, you don't have to. That was Esther
0: Hicks. Esther Hicks channels the energy, uh, uh, what we'll call energy, or source, or life or you can go down the path of whatever you want to call it but she channels it and she and it's called she calls it Abraham yes but she speaks with the divine source divine energy that's no resistance it's all love and it talks exactly about what we're talking about and it's about positivity it's about really paying attention to and Wayne Dyer really does the same thing. A Course in Miracles yeah. was written yeah. because they channeled energy. Wayne Dyer yeah. used to do that. He even said it when he wrote yeah. he would channel energy and the yeah. words would just come. That's yeah. what Abraham Hicks is. But they yeah. And that's a
1: whole other through. thing but the one thing that Esther says which I think is amazing for everyone out there. she That's her thing and she spent a lot of time on it and devoted time in channeling her let's call it source but everyone has the ability to tap in to their source which i think is great that she says that
0: they do and she even talks about when it first happened she resisted it it didn't work but it's all it's it's because we have so much resistance and doubt and we won't believe anything until we see it but actually if you see it and visualize it yeah we won't we won't yeah so if we actually believe it first we recite affirmations. We meditate. We believe what we want. We visualize what we want. And then we'll then we'll manifest it and see it. But most people have to see it first before they believe it.
1: Yeah, that's a huge one.
0: Huge. But we're. It, it, I mean, we could go down a whole different you know, path with this, Sandy, and talking about that and what the heck that means in the human experience. But most people. Are we they kind of coast through life and which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. They yep, there's nothing wrong life. with it. Um, but those people like me who just struggled, I'm like, why am I struggling? And I, I don't need to struggle, it's a false belief system that I had to break through, but I, I, I suffered so much, I had to find a different way. Yeah, and people hit that wall, but they don't if they don't understand it. What the heck do they do? Are they just? I mean, you don't. I mean, what happened to Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade and Robin Williams and all these amazing people? What happened? And I, I, I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, could it yeah, be you the know, no, one, that, no one
1: knows but them?
0: Right, and they just the, maybe they carried a burden. Who knows? But there is this whole nother level of awareness. I, I participated in Eckert holy school of awakening this past spring and he's amazing but he went yeah. through his struggling and suffering and he awakened yeah but the but the thing is we try so hard that and abraham Hicks talks about that we try so stinking hard sandy that and we try to force that you know that square peg into the round hole like this doesn't work until you just let go and allow life to flow but that's trust, and that's people giving up control and allowing life to unfold, and that's scary for most people to do.
1: Yeah, it's scary for everyone. Some more than others. That's all. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, we think we're in total control, and well, we know, we know, we know we really aren't logically. You know, but still, you know, we try sometimes more than others. So, backing up here though about. Why you wrote, you know, the different books. Um, I love this, you know. I love, you know, how you said you started with children books for your own children. But here you are. Was your first book, because I was looking at your site, was your first book in 2003? Was that your first book?
0: First book. Jeez, what year was that? 2003. 2003. I, I don't know. It could 2000, be. What year are we in now? No, that was... What uh, yeah, <laughs> two thousand and nine. Jeez. 2014. 2014. List for Santa, List for Life was my first one. Oh, okay. And then I followed up with Positive Thoughts, Positive okay. Life, which gets into affirmations. And you read yeah. the last part of that book, it talks about holding the focus for 15 seconds, just putting an affirmation out there, which Abraham Hicks talks about. Yeah. Yep. Just do that, right? And then the, le- the third one is uh, Life is Fine When You're Aligned. And it's just about how you. Process things that happen. Is yeah. Is, am, am I bad? Am I stupid? Or I, did I give my best? Did something go wrong? Is it because life stinks and everything doesn't work, or is it because yeah. that's a, a lesson in disguise? It's really Sandy. They're books for adults. Um, it. Oh. But it's great for because it's really it's for it's a they're books for adults, and but yeah I
1: get that yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and so and here's the other thing it's about belief and it's I. I Believe I did that because it was a children's book. It wasn't a, a full blown, as my daughters say, a chapter book where it takes commitment. Yeah. And yeah. so I could put a children's book out there, and this is a whole other study in the mind and psychology. um And uh, because I didn't believe I could write a full book. But what happened was then I published Mommy Why Do You Have Two Birthdays, which is a memoir honoring my wife because. She was diagnosed with stage 4 non-Hodgkin lymphoma back in 2003. Around. That's where I, mean,
1: I got the 2003. Actually, okay. geez,
0: what's today's date? In December 12th of 2003, she was diagnosed. She had wow. a 12-centimeter mass in her chest. We lived in Arizona at the time, so we were. This, it was just the two of us before kids. And so, her, her. I mean, our whole world came crashing down. We had to find an answer because it was... Stage four is before you get to end stage. And so it's about that's a book honoring her and her triumph over it and anybody else who's been through it. And you don't realize how many people are affected by cancer until you actually experience it yourself, which which stinks. But I wrote the book and I didn't know what the time Saying it. I wrote it for myself selfishly because I didn't accept I couldn't accept it. It was really cathartic yeah. for me. Although yeah. I did write it to honor her and I wrote it from a place of love instead of anger and um, I joke that one of the book reviews I received uh, they said it was a good book but there wasn't enough you know, drama in, and tragedy in it because I wanted it to because she came
1: from love and not fear and
0: people can't handle that because they yeah. need the devastation and I said yeah. you know what I'm not doing that yeah and it's just you
1: it, can't do it just to sell books I mean if that's where you were fine but right. you have to speak your truth
0: it's so true. So i i wrote it from that place of love. I mean, it's kind of comical because some of the procedures she went through like her bone her, her bone marrow harvest was was hilarious because the doctor had to jump up on the table because he couldn't he couldn't penetrate her hip bone. Her bones are so strong, but but it's just in honor of of what she went through and anybody else and Um, so that was my entry point into writing as, like I said, my daughter say chapter books. It was a memoir about her, but that is a life experience about her physical cleansing. She had a physical disease that she had to, to conquer and triumph over and what she did. And the cool thing is, uh, Lauren Johnson from Fox 29 news has a segment. Are you kidding me? She interviewed my, our family, this two, two Thanksgivings ago, which was just amazing. And my wife said, What the heck are they going to ask me when they come to the house and talk to, talk to us about the book? I said, Just tell them. Yeah. Like they're going to say, Well, what were you thinking when it happened? And my wife said to me, and she said, I, I told myself I wasn't going to die. Like yeah. that's the mindset part, Sandy. She, yeah. She knew.
1: She had a lot to live for. She, she had a lot it, more years. Right.
0: Yeah. And, that's the, and, she, and she knew she was going to be fine. Yeah. And then I published my memoir because I had to cleanse mentally. Yeah. I had to cleanse my mindset yeah. and there's so many people that need to. Yeah. They may not be aware of it and I just and again, I wrote it from a place of love instead of yeah. saying how awful everything was which it wasn't. That was but my l- perspective. But l-
1: l- let's let's just get into it right here. When you wrote it, yeah. at the time you wrote it, written it, I'm not sure I'll be corrected, but did Was she was she out of the woods?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So
1: that's what people have to understand. Do you know what I mean? Right. You were able to even more so. I'm not saying other people don't, but your wife was, you know, there. You know what I mean? Kicking it, and was you were able to tell about it from a place of love because you were probably so grateful.
0: Yes. Uh, And
1: had so much gratitude. You know.
0: Absolutely. You so know, talk
1: about miracles and all that. You know, well,
0: and technically she shouldn't. We shouldn't have kids because yeah. she went through one of the most extensive treatments you can go through, and it creates. And I talk about this in the book. There's thirty plus side effects. One of them is early onset menopause or infertility. Where looking back, people were saying, "Why didn't you harvest your eggs?" And she was. We were in our 30s. Like well, we were, we're still somewhat invincible in our 30s. Why would I need to do that? And so the fact that we had one daughter was a miracle and now three kids is a miracle. Woo-hoo! Blessing, right. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and you, ne- it's you awesome. never know.
0: It's the coolest thing ever. But it's about believing, it's about not giving yeah. up. It's about asking questions yeah. from a place of love, not yeah. fear and anger.
1: Yeah. I know. Um I met my husband like late in life and I had my son when I was 43, and people were saying the same thing back then. And I remember talking to him because he was younger than me. And I'm like, are you okay? You know, who knows how many kids will be able to pop out, whatever. And people were worried and all this other stuff. And he looked at me and goes, eh, have them, don't have them, we'll adopt. And that mindset changed everything. Do you you know what I mean? And, you know, we were engaged a year, and then maybe it was... Then we planned our wedding. So it was two years, and we got married. And I, I'm i not kidding you. On our honeymoon, I go, I'm pregnant. And he goes, yes, yeah, Amy. I know you're all about positive thinking and all that. <laughs> but I go, no, I really think I don't want to give my kid alcohol poisoning. He's like, all right, well, let's just, you can calm down, but let's just wait till we get back. Because you want to wait, like, you know, 10 days, whatever. And I was pregnant. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. And... and and I'm not saying that happens, you know, that's just my story, but I didn't have the tension of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I have it. to get, you know what I mean? Well, how many
0: people have you heard of that are, as I say, trying to have kids and they can't, and then when they stop trying, they have a kid? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Because like because of that, uh, that tension, that, that resistance, that mindset. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's right there staring us in the face, like, hello, but, yeah. you know, but we don't believe it. We're like, ah, I, I mean,
1: just- I, I, you, you do want, I have a friend, she adopted three kids. And then told never could have kids, and I think she was at forty, or whatever. And then, whoops, here comes a kid. Do you know what I mean? So, right? Why? You know, nothing changed in her, right?
0: Exactly. And, so, yeah. all right.
1: Well, we are. I do like. There's so many topics. I'm writing down all these different topics I could talk to you about. Yes. <laughs> there, there's, but this
0: is do another segment.
1: Yeah, like there's, <laughs> you know, about healing your body and physicality and mindset and all that stuff but and we're covering a lot of topics and here's the thing that i want to make sure before we wrap up the get they can get all this in your book so you have the children books you have you know the adult books that are for children to dive into it deeper you know they can get your books where tom
0: well they can go to my website okay tomcorner.net tomcorner.net they can grab my books, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, all right. Or they can reach out to me on my website. I mean, more than happy So to
1: before we wrap up, yes. Right now, do you coach people? Do you mentor people? Besides, tell people what you do besides the books.
0: Uh, right now, that is something I do with. Friends and family who were uh, okay looking to do. It. I'm more than happy to help anybody out. I don't have an official practice in doing that. Okay. Um, but uh, I've I've done it with friends and family. And are they your guinea pigs? Yeah, yeah. You need a guinea pig, right? But yeah, I mean, I'll sit down with them. For example, I I have a friend who I knew was anxious and could use some guidance and. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to force it because when you're not ready, you're not going yeah. to receive it. And I, po- yeah. I posted a, a blog article called hate myself question mark. And it was a realization that no matter how much we hate ourselves, it's impossible to do so. We hate the idea that we've created, the flawed idea that we've created that we're fat, we're ugly, we're stupid. We can't actually hate ourselves. And then my friend right. immediately pinged me back and said, how do you deal with all of it? And we sat down for an hour and a half. And after that, I usually leave and then I'll send them an affirmation based on what we talked about when the energy aligns. Yeah. The interesting thing is, talking about everything we just spoke about Sandy is, I said, take 15 seconds in the morning before you get out of bed, recite the affirmation. And when your head hits the pillow at night, recite it for 15 seconds. There's 64,000 seconds in a day, I think. And my friend found it impossible to be nice to herself for 30 seconds out of 60-some thousand seconds. That's how wow. crazy it is. But it wow. takes that little step. So I'm more than happy to help anybody when it comes to that or if anybody's looking for someone to come out and speak to them at their schools like I did with my kids. So is that
1: where you mainly speak? It's schools?
0: Uh, schools right now, but I, and I'm open to anything, anywhere.
1: Okay. Do you like to speak?
0: I love speaking.
1: Either love it or hate it. I love it. It's it's
0: it's 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 awesome. It's great to connect with people and just yeah, um, just share your my story in a way to help them find their path or release resistance or whatever it may be.
1: Well, I I'm sitting here writing ideas and I'm thinking there you have so many separate stories. One. That will suit, you know, teenagers, which would be freaking awesome because you're going to tell what you went through and that thing. And then you have the other with your body and your mind and, you know, and how to overcome, you know, the physical. I mean, there's so many different ways you could go.
0: Yes. Well, my next book is actually is actually a business book on the corporate world. <laughs> so yeah. that's, a, that's a whole other animal in itself. and, and So this- you
1: really are an author, man.
0: Yeah, and this evening I'm actually going to attend the second suicide prevention class at Penn State Abington campus um, to speak just for a moment. And if people want to pick up a copy of my book, they can, but i love the opportunity to reach out and help people.
1: Well, Tom, before we wrap up, though, this is it. Is there anything that we didn't get in that you want to get in? This is your moment. Because I think we got it all, but is there anything... That we didn't cover.
0: Oh, there's so much we could talk about. But I always say love yourself. And, and believe. Believe in yourself. It starts gradually and then suddenly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And check out his books. and Check out his blogs and his website. Well, I have to say this, Tom Corner. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun.
0: I love it, Sandy. Thank you. Yeah,
1: and for my let's keep it real, people, I think you will say, Tom kept it real. And for those of you who don't know me, you know what time it is. Toodles.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.